night, Tuesday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Hopefully there's a lot of people watching, 349 people on right now. I know a lot of people are out doing Halloween stuff. Happy Halloween, everybody. If you're like Tom, you're a pastor, you shouldn't be talking about Halloween. I don't care about any of that stuff, just so you know. Everything's pagan. <laughs> just so everybody knows, Easter's pagan. It's called Easter. Actually, Easter eggs are pagan. Ornaments on Christmas trees are pagan. Christmas trees are pagan. Stockings are pagan. Just so everybody knows, December 25th was not when Jesus was born. Just so everybody knows. I mean, that's just the way it is. So I just don't really worry about Halloween stuff, as you can tell by my shirt and everything else. And, uh, you know, for me, it's never been about Satan or anything else. It's been about candy. And that's what it is right now, candy. So, and all, <laughs> the, you know, those kids that are out there that are friends of mine, gather me some candy, especially in the Snickers slash chocolate category. And I'll be happy to help you out with that later. <laughs> all right, now, so we got a lot of stuff to get to tonight. All right, 478 are on now. If you're on any other platform, but Rumble, switch over to Rumble. It is the only free speech streaming platform out there. Facebook is totally gone it's banned me i can't friend you on facebook they haven't let me friend you over the last 43 months of 15 days to fall almost tomorrow will be 44 the 44th month of 15 days to flatten the curve they have not let me uh friend you for most of that time I'm shadow banned off of it if not completely banned you can't find my content if you're wondering how there's 478 people watching it shows there's like 78 on facebook it's because i am completely shadow banned on it those are our numbers coming off of other platforms facebook uh, Twitter, a couple of Facebook channels, uh, Twitter, uh, Rumble, uh, BlackRobeTV.com. Am I missing any? YouTube. And YouTube. There you go. So if you're watching any other platform, switch over to Rumble. All right, let's hop right on it now. This is, I just have to go over my Biden stuff. As always, conglomeration of data. Just have to show you some stuff. This just came out today. This is from a senatorial hearing today with uh, Javier Mayorkas. Oh, not Javier. That's uh, Bushera. That's Alejandro. Yeah. Alejandro Mayorkas <laughs> on Capitol Hill speaking with Rand Paul. Talking about content moderation. Now, the key thing is on this, and I hate to interrupt videos when we're doing them. I like to let them play, so I'm not going to do it, but I want to make sure that your antenna are up. Notice how the man never answers the question. He never actually. Now, this is the man. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, he is in charge of the Department of Homeland Security, which is absolutely frightening. In other words, he's in charge of the CBP and the southern border and all borders of the United States of America. That's who's in charge of, by the end of this year, 10 million people that we know of. Now, remember, according to CBP statistics, it's one to five times that many. So it's 20 million, 20 million that he's allowed in this country in the three years of the Biden administration. 20 million. Minimum, that's not counting gotaways or anything else. 20 million is what he's let, allowed in this country in the, in the uh, three years, at the end of this year, three years of the Biden administration. So keep that in mind as you're watching this. But this is more about content moderation and the things that he was doing to sequester and to um, take down conservative speech. All right, play it for me, Naz. Secretary Mayorkas, is uh, DHS still meeting with social media companies to discuss content moderation? We do not um, uh, meet with social media companies for the purpose of instructing them to take down content. You have never had any meetings with the social media companies to discuss content moderation? What we have done in the past, Ranking Member Paul, 
as I shared with you previously, is we, along with other federal agencies, have met with social media companies in a public-private partnership to speak of the threats to the homeland so that those companies are alert to them. Do you, we think, do a not threat, do you think a threat to the homeland is a discussion of vaccine efficacy? I, I do not, uh, a Ranking Member Paul. And if, you, say, if you'll uh, have your staff read, and I think it'd be good for you to read also the Missouri versus Biden case, it lists time and time again discussion of constitutionally protected speech that has nothing to do with national security. So when you say you didn't meet to do with that, yes, you were meeting, you just disagree with the characterization of it. Were you meeting with social media companies to discuss content moderation? And your answer to that is no. Um, what I, my answer. That, is, that's the I, specific question. Did you meet with them and were you meeting with them to discuss content on the internet? My answer remains the same, Ranking Member Paul, that we met on a periodic basis with other federal agencies and a group of social media companies to speak with them about the threat environment that the homeland faced. Right, and this includes discussion of vaccine efficacy, mask efficacy, Hunter Biden's laptop. Are these meetings still occurring? Um, uh, Ranking Member Paul, they are not. We, we do not participate in any such And meeting. the reason the meetings aren't occurring is because a federal judge placed an injunction on you and the Biden administration acknowledged that they're not having the meetings. So you at least acknowledge that the court is talking to you about this and saying what you were doing was violating the First Amendment. Director Ray, same question. Is the FBI still meeting with social media companies? Uh, we're having some interaction with social media companies, but, uh, but all of those interactions have changed fundamentally uh, in the wake of the court's rulings. That's sort of an acknowledgement that perhaps you weren't just talking about national security, child pornography, and human trafficking, right? You had other areas of, of discussion that did involve constitutionally protected speech. No, no, that's not an acknowledgement of but that. Then how did you change your behavior? Uh, out of an abundance of caution, uh, in, in order to make sure that we don't run afoul of any court ruling, I would say, by the way, of course, that the injunction has been stayed uh, by the Supreme Court. Did, did any, uh, anybody from the FBI ever discuss constitutionally protected speech with social media organizations? Not to my understanding. Vaccine efficacy, never discussed any post concerning vaccine efficacy? Well, uh, certainly not, because to my understanding, uh, as, as you know, the, the FBI was the first and for a long time the only agency in the intelligence community to assess that the COVID origin was most likely from a lab leak. Uh, so the idea you, that I, we I, were I engaging you, I in, commend you for yeah. that, but the Twitter files and other indications, as well as the Missouri versus Biden, list many cases of both DHS and FBI discussing constitutionally protected speech, vaccine efficacy, mask e efficacy, um, people who said, my brother got the vaccine and died yesterday. And the Brother actually did die, but proof of cause and effect is one thing. But taking down posts like that was part of the discussion in these meetings. N not by the FBI. We'd, we would not have been engaging with social media companies about vaccine efficacy, to my knowledge, certainly. What's really amazing is, is that I guess that Mayorkas and Ray don't understand that there are emails back and forth <laughs> and text messages going back and forth between the federal government and these social media companies. That's, that's, that's what's truly amazing, in that they were actively, and then in these emails, you had requests. Now, it's 
mainly the State Department, mainly the DOJ, but there's other agencies involved that may also be under the Department of Homeland Security. I'm not sure. But lots of agencies under the Biden administration that were communicating with these social media companies, namely Twitter, namely YouTube, namely Facebook, which are all run by leftists. They had Dorsey at Twitter at the time, and now Elon Musk, who's not, he's a centrist, not a leftist. Uh, I mean, you had Jack Dorsey at Twitter, and you had Zuckerberg, of course, at Facebook, and then the various whatever owner entities you want to call Google, YouTube, which are all major leftists. But there are media, there are text and uh, email communiques between the government and the social media networks. So Mayorkas is saying, we are requesting that you take this down. I mean, it's as simple as that. It really is. And then we'll say, well, it's a request to take it down. We're not ordering them to take it down. It's still a violation of the First Amendment. They are not allowed to do that, period. Not to mention the whole platform versus publisher debate where you have you have legal, civil legal exemptions to be a platform. And if you're going to, if you're going to enjoy those civil exemptions, those liability exemptions, then you have to allow free speech. Everybody always gets into... It's a, it's a private company, so you don't have to allow free speech. That's not true. It's not remotely true at all. If you are the New York Times or even the New York Post, then you are a publisher. You don't have to allow anything on there because you are not receiving the liability exemptions at like the platforms are, which the platforms, of course, are Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And other ones, Gab and, and Rumble and... Um, Truth and all these other these are platforms. You have to allow free speech on them, or you have to you have to say to the government, "We are no longer a platform; we are a publisher. Therefore, remove our liability exemptions from us." People always say, "Private company can do whatever you want." It's not true. So, if you own a building, if you own a building, can you say no gay people in there, no black people in there, no white people in there? Are you allowed to do that? It's your private building; you can do whatever you want, right? If you are, if you own a private company, are you allowed to say, I will not hire white people. I will not hire Latino people. I will not hire gay people. I will not hire black people. Are you allowed to do that? No. Private company makes absolutely no sense. You are not allowed to violate the constitution of the United States of America because you are a private company. If you are a platform, you are a platform, you have you have the, the liability protections, civil liability protections, so you cannot be sued for any content that is put on your platform. Therefore, you have to allow free speech. Now, that's kind of a side note here. So here we have Mayorkas on the Hill claiming he was asked point blank, are you saying that you never met with them? You never met with YouTube. And by the way, they were not just meeting with Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. They were meeting weekly with Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, suppressing free speech. He says, so he's asked point blank, and you notice the Potomac two-step where he never actually answers the question. He deflects onto a, just sort of an innocuous statement. Never actually answers the question. Rand Paul asked him basically twice, are you saying you never met with any of these social media uh, companies, any of these social media networks, you never met with them to discuss Content moderation, other content moderation is a fancy way of saying take down conservative content. Certainly never applies to, that moderation certainly never applies to leftist uh, content. And he deflects and says that we meet, we're meeting there to quote, 
uh, discuss threats to the homeland. So I want to see one, because I've seen the email exchanges. They are they are on social media. They're easy to find. We still have them in our archives here. Maybe pull them back up if I can find them. We have thousands upon tens of thousands of posts, so it's hard to find stuff. But there is not one that mentions anything in these back and forth. What are they all about? They're all about the Hunter Biden laptop. How is that a threat to national security? Absolutely not a threat whatsoever. What, what is vaccines or masks or social distancing or lockdowns? The efficacy of masks, the efficacy of vaccines. How are these threats to the homeland? So what do we have here? What do we have here? We have Mayorkas perjuring himself over and over and over again, just like you had Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci, questioned by Rand Paul, is COVID-19... SARS-CoV-2, is it a result of -of gain-of-function research? Or was gain-of-function research being conducted at the Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology? Or did you fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology? All of which, those three questions, Anthony Fauci answered no. That is three perjurious statements. He must be prosecuted and put in federal prison. It's as simple as that. It's not about retribution. It's not about vengeance. It's about justice, and it's about stopping their persecution of us. Make them drink their own bitter, uh, you know, their own bitter Kool-Aid. Make them drink it themselves. Make them answer. Make them be persecuted through prosecution. Otherwise, we're going to spend the rest of our lives being persecuted via prosecution. So he's asked point blank, is any of this this going on? And he said, no, that's all perjury. We have, it's already on it's already actually on their emails and communicates with social media companies. Simple as that. It's already there. This is why you have the Missouri, which is the Bailey case, Bailey versus Biden, which is now going to the Supreme Court, where you had the court issue an injunction against the entire freaking Biden administration that you're no allowed to even... Imagine this. Imagine you being so anti-constitutional You're violating the the First Amendment of the Constitution so badly that a court in Missouri has to ban the administration, the presidential administration, from talking to social media companies. They're not allowed to meet with them anymore. And that's now going um, to the Supreme Court. Where the Biden administration will lose? And here's the interesting part about it. None of what Rand Paul was saying, I don't have, you know, I didn't play the whole video. He may have gotten into it, he may not have. And this was actually covered by Mike Johnson, who's now the Speaker of the House, when he interviewed these two morons too, Christopher Ray and Ali Arjo Marcus, who are just serial pathological liars. That's what they are. Serial pathological liars and corrupt to the core and are nothing more than the Gestapo for the Democratic Party. But but what what Rand Paul, you know, it, whether you know it wasn't necessarily on this video, but it could have been, but you can go look at the Mike Johnson video. He's at, they, they are actually asked, or do, do you not realize that all of your people, and there's another case in Louisiana involving Elvis Chan from the FBI, that your own people have stipulated to the facts that I'm telling you. I mean, Alejandro Mayorkas is saying things didn't happen in reference to facts that his own employees and Christopher Ray's doing the same thing. And his own FBI agents have already stipulated it's true. Does that make sense, Aaron? Yeah, yep. That's the thing. They, they, you have Alejandro Mayorkas saying, it's not true what my employees have testified to under oath are saying. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Right. You need to understand this is the symbiote. This is the circle bleep 
of Congress. This is a circle bleep, bleep of Capitol Hill. And it just all becomes just a, a giant pile of minutiae and it takes years and years to years to unfold. And by the time it's unfolded, everyone says it's time to move on. It's never time to move on unless statute of limitations run out. And if the statute of limitations run out, you can always do what they did to Trump in New York and extend the statute of limitations. There are the, you know, new rules, new rules. So it's just all bull-faced lies. His own people have said everything he's saying didn't happen, happened. Everything Christopher Ray saying didn't happen, happened. The FBI was discussing vaccines. You notice the deflection from Christopher Ray. Were you were your FBI agents discussing mass efficacy or vaccine efficacy? Well, I can't see how that would be. He didn't answer yes or no. Notice how there's never a yes or no. You can ask me any question, and I'll answer it yes or no. You can ask me anything, and I will answer it yes or no. Tom, do you believe abortion is murder? Yes. Do you believe that homosexuality is sin? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus is the only way? Yes. I have no problem answering it whatsoever. None. I will answer every question with a yes or a no. Christopher, uh, Christopher Ray is asking, would you, did you never meet with these social media companies about the efficacy of mass vaccines or lockdowns? And his answer was, I don't see how that could be. Wait, wait where's the yes or the no, Chrissy? Right. Where's the yes or the no? I'm waiting for the yes or no. Seeing that we were one of the only agencies to say that this was a lab-borne virus. You notice how that's what they do. And by the way, they came out with that Two and a half years later, two and a half, 36 months and 15 days to flatten the curve is when they came out with it. Almost, that's three years, but it was almost three years. Yeah. It's between two and a half and three years. They finally came out and said, it was, they've all known a slab born from day one. They have access to the redacted Anthony Fauci. Why are Anthony Fauci's emails redacted to begin with? But they have access to all these redacted emails. Where Anthony Fauci received notification from two of his primary scientists, this is a lab-borne virus. The lab-borne, this is a man-made virus. And then Anthony Fauci paid them both off $5 million and they changed their story. It's exactly what happened. He knows that. He just came out and did this. It's the same reason why Biden is simultaneously supporting Israel and Hamas at the same time. It's so that he has some sort of plausible deniability. Is it really 854 already? <laughs> Holy <Yes>. mackerel. <laughs> so anyway, just be keeping an eye on this Biden v. Missouri case. I'm telling you, Biden's going down. They're losing, losing big. This is major corruption, borderline treason, and that's what the Biden administration was on and about doing. All right, let me go to this one for you. Pardon the name. This is Martin DeCock video. <laughs> Cambridge, I'm going to show you. Now, where does all the disinformation come from? So here you have Alejandro Mayorkas and Chrissy Ray talking, trying to suppress disinformation. And remember the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing from Christopher Ray. They were sent out after they already knew. By the way, we've got all the confirmation on that now. All confirmed via FBI communiques, one with another, that they knew that the Hunter Biden laptop wasn't Russian disinformation. And then for plausibility, deniability sakes, they went out, for plausible deniability's sake, they go out to the, to the various social media platforms, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitter, and say to them, you know, there's going to be some Russian disinformation coming out. Right when Miranda Divide is pr printing her New York Post article about the Hunter Biden laptop. So they have plausible deniability. We never mentioned the laptop. No, you just put, you went out, came out and said there's going to be Russian uh, disinformation coming out. And then Twitter takes that down. Facebook extremely limits its reach, and I believe it can't be one thing on YouTube about it because YouTube's the worst. If anybody could be worse than old Twitter and Facebook, it was actually YouTube. 
So that's exactly what Christopher Wright was doing. None of this was threat to the homeland or anything else. No, there's not one, again, I know I'm being redundant. There's not one communique of any threats to the homeland between, between the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI and any social media platform. So they're allegedly out there trying to uh, suppress uh, communications that are a threat to the homeland while they're not dealing with any threats to the homeland whatsoever via communication because there aren't any. What are the threats to the homeland via Facebook? What are the threats to the homeland via a tweet? What, what are threats to the homeland uh, via a YouTube video? We've got plenty of threats to the homeland down at the southern border where you have 10,000 people a day crossing it, 8,000 a month under Trump, 10,000 a day under Biden. Plenty of threats there, but they're too busy suppressing conservative speech. And again, why is it always conservative speech and not one libtard post, not one leftist post? So allegedly they're trying to suppress disinformation or misinformation, but who are really putting out the mis and disinformation? This is the Cambridge Disinformation Summit. What this is, is a bunch of leftists that are gathering together to try to gain power to suppress your speech via leveraging you into a one-world commerce system. Listen, understand something. When it comes to the one-world commerce system, it is many different levels to that. There's commerce and like grocery goods, commerce and medica- uh, medical goods. There's commerce and travels, commerce and entertainment, commerce and speech, commerce and being able to uh, print your speech, be able to put out your speech. If they can, if they can leverage you into a one-world speech system, which is a commerce system, where you only have one platform to go to, and they decide whether or not your speech is missed or disinformation, and missing and disinformation having nothing to do with fact or lie, true or false, has nothing to do with that. It has to do with what's politically, politically expedient for them or not politically expedient for them. And whatever's not politically expedient, expedient for them will be, will be labeled a threat to the homeland. <laughs> so this is a Cambridge Disinformation Summit where there's a whole bunch of leftists are getting together because who else would come together? I mean, how, more, how much more Nazi can you get than a disinformation summit? <laughs> when does the right ever do any of that? They, again, and I know some of you, this, this gets old, I know, but since I've been called a Nazi so many times, I just have to say, what are my Nazi traits? What am I, I don't slaughter the unborn to the, turn, to the tune of 40 to 80 million per year like the left does. I don't do medical experimentations on limited on living human beings like the left does. I don't pull babies piece by bloody piece out of the birth canal and jam scissors into the back of their skull, suck out their brains, and sell their eyeballs on the open market like Planned Parenthood has testified under oath that they did. I don't do that. They do. I don't have a disinformation governance board. I don't pull down libtard or leftist uh, uh, post or commentary. I don't do any of that. I will let them do whatever they want to do. I don't care what they do. The Nazis, I don't try to grab people's guns. I don't do any of those things. I don't operate by race. The left does. I don't think of race. The left does. Those are all Nazi traits. What they do is all with leftists. And by the way, Hitler was a leftist. National Socialist Party is Nazi Party. That's the Nazi Party. So you have all these leftists meeting at the Cambridge Disinformation uh, Summit. And you have uh, 
There's a there's a, at Gabby Stern. I want to get there. Is confronted. So this is uh, at the Who director of communications. So the Who's director of communications, Gabby Stern. That's the Who's director of communications. And the Who got what right during COVID? Uh, they first they said that it was not an airborne virus, which you hear on the video. Then it was. Then they said you you need to wipe down counters. Wiping down counters does nothing because it's not on the counter. It's in the air, numb nuts. Just like SARS-CoV-1 was in the air. I think SARS-CoV-2 might be in the air. <laughs> Idiots. Then you know they're very they're various made up six feet of distance. Not one thing the World Health Organization ever said was correct. Three percent death rate, completely wrong. Point one percent death rate. So who was putting out disinformation? Us, me, and the 625 people that are watching right now, or the World Health Organization? So you have the purveyors of disinformation who now want to police disinformation. All right, Naz, Freddie, play it for me. So, Ms. Stern, um, early on in the pandemic, the World Health Organization came out and said that SARS-CoV-2 was not airborne. Um, and sadly, that, as we all know now, was misinformation. And then it took two years to say that it was airborne, even though SARS, the first SARS was acknowledged back in 2003 as being airborne. Uh, how is it that one that happened that it took so long uh, to get the correct information out? And how can we all regain trust in the World Health Organization after that was mishandled? There's no trust to regain because there's no trusting them ever because they're just a political faction group controlled by Bill, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the CCP. There, there's not, the World Health Organization has nothing to do with health whatsoever. It has to do with controlling your lives and leveraging you into a one-world commerce system. It's got nothing to do with health whatsoever. There's nothing. There's no, there's no uh, trust to be regained, but Gabby Stern is director of communications at the World Health Organization, which is run by Tetros Ghebreyesus, who's an Ethiopian Muslim <laughs> terrorist, by the way who I'm sure is very pro-Hamas. So there is nothing. They, they lie. So the people who put out the disinformation now want to police disinformation. And all they do is put out disinformation. They want to be able to limit truth as disinformation. They want to be able to label truth as disinformation. That's their whole, that's the whole premise. There's no goodness behind what they're doing. Nothing. Everything that they're doing with their limiting free speech, they're doing this to Elon. He's being sued and he's suing back. You have uh, Ursula van der Leyen, whose husband is a contractor for Pfizer when she pimped and hoard vaccines to everybody in the European Union, making it where you could not buy, sell, trade, or travel in the European Union without your vaccine passport. So she was financially benefiting from the vaccine that she was mandating, just so everybody knows. And that's the same way it is here in, in the United States. But the European Union has basically put out rules that we will now govern all speech that is put out on Twitter, Facebook, or any, social, uh, any other social media platform. So the liars, Ursula van der Leyen, who, call, who, who treated COVID like it was 99.9% non-survival when it was 99.9% survival. She is the purveyor. She is the master at disinformation. She is a habitual pathological liar, just, just like Gabby Stern, who's the director, the director of communications for the World Health Organization, is a pathological nonstop systemic liar. And they want to govern disinformation. Liars want to determine what's a lie. If a liar is calling something a lie, then what is it? It's the truth. Just like I said this in church on Sunday. You're like, I can't believe you say this in church. But if an idiot is telling you to do something and you do it, what does it make you? Yep. You're an idiot. Simple as that. Yeah, I'm saying that to all of you if you're watching right now. And you locked down, stood six feet apart, wore a mask. 
quarantined your healthy family, took five vaccinations, you're an idiot. You took advice from idiots, making you an idiot. You can repent of being an idiot. I've been an idiot many times in my life. I mean, I hate to say it thousands of times. You can repent of it, but don't run from it because that's exactly what you are. If you haven't repented of it, you're still an idiot. (laughs) Simple as that, right? Life is actually very simple. It can be hard, but it's actually very simple. All right, so let me show you this. Going back to my orcas at the border. Just want to show you what's going on at the border right now. All things Biden and wokeness video. While they have us distracted, a massive caravan is marching to storm our border. Just have to show you the video. Play for me. Can you see the size of this thing? I mean, you, I mean, it is endless. It is heading our way. This is going on right now. While Mayorkas, his priority is meeting with Facebook companies to talk about whether masks, to, to actually not talk about whether masks work or not, but to say that masks work when they don't. To him, for him to police disinformation, that is not disinformation, it's actually truth. Look, look at the size. This is all heading towards America right now. Right now at this very moment, there's no end. You cannot see the end of it. And any of the, look, at, you can't, where's the end? Where, where's the end? This is all heading for America right now. We have no idea who these people are. There's lots of, mainly military-age men, if you notice. If you look at the video, it's about 100 to 1 men. And every one of the, look at, where's the women? Where's the women? Where are they? There are none. All right, if you're wondering why I'm looking to my left, that's where the video is. Well, it's actually on both sides, but... Anyway, so there, there are, they have to have some, they have to have some kids so that they can be sex trafficked by the Biden administration. Yep. Got to have some kids because the Biden administration has to send all those billions to the NGOs who facilitate these kids into forced labor and sex trafficking. Got to have that around the globe, by the way, not just inside the United States. So I just want to show you why Mayorkas is, is concerned about Facebook posts. This is what's happening at the southern border. And it'll be, it's, they estimate between 8 and 10 million, which you know it's way more than that will have been let in by the Biden administration in their three years. Why is that exactly? Again, it's all part of the agenda to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by the globalist leftists. Now, one of the tactics of that is to flood first-world countries with third-world immigrants. Why? Because third-world immigrants are much much more easily globally governed because they have no heritage connection to the country they've illegally migrated into. That's why they're allowing this to happen. Because Joe Biden doesn't look at these people any different than he does American citizens. People are always talking, you know, some illegal immigrant gets caught and deported and someone will say, what about his constitutional rights? Uh, you don't have any. Yeah. If you're, not a, if you're not a citizen of the United States of America, being on American soil doesn't give you constitutional rights. Those are for citizens of the United States of America. Period. Not for anybody else. Everybody else gets deported. Yep. Simple as that. That's the way that it is. But Biden doesn't look at us as a sovereign state, as a sovereign nation. He looks at us as a globalist state to be eventually controlled by a global government. Government. That's what he looks at. That's why it's no problem. Let everybody in. These people will they're trying to turn everybody into a Spain. Everybody into a Spain. Everybody, basically, even into a UK, a Portugal, a Greece, a France. Neutered countries very easily globally governed. That's what they're trying to turn to everybody. It's all on purpose. It's all the Bible unfolding right before your very eyes in Revelation 13 and 14. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh Hawley video, still on my orcas here. A patriotic whistleblower told me, Josh Hawley, 
DH special agents are being pulled off investigating child trafficking, all those kids coming in, to make sandwiches for illegal immigrants at the southern border. Watch Mayorkas not deny it. Remember the allegation. The allegation is, are DHS special agents being pulled off investigating child trafficking to make sandwiches for illegal immigrants? Just like you had Marines serving the serving uh, Barack and Mike Obama at a cocktail parties, serving them hors d'oeuvres. Our Marines serving them hors d'oeuvres at cocktail parties. So now you have Mayorkas pulling DHS special agents off of their child sex trafficking cases to go make sandwiches for illegal uh, legal immigrants who are trafficking the children at the border. So I guess now you're not going to investigate child sex trafficking. You're going to serve sandwiches to the sex traffickers. Yep. I guess that's what we're going to be doing. Watch my orcas not deny it. Play it for me. Are, are there HSI special agents who are currently at the border having been pulled away from other cases? Combating, yes no? combating the fight against fentanyl, yes. How many agents are currently at the border having been pulled off of their other cases? To fight uh, the scourge of fentanyl, I'd be very pleased to provide you with that data. That's not what the special agent is, is alleging. That's not what she said. She said that they're being taken off of fentanyl interdiction, off of child exploitation cases, off of their other investigations into criminals to make sandwiches. That's her quote. You're saying that this is a lie, that she's wrong? Uh, Senator, um, we have a number of law enforcement priorities with the resources. Is making we sandwiches have, one of them? We have, uh, of course not, Senator. We accomplish a tremendous amount. Is she wrong? Because of the tremendous talent and dedication of our personnel, including uh, Homeland Security investigators. Making sandwiches for, for illegal immigrants. Is she wrong? This is one of your agents. Is she wrong? She says that there are 600 at least special agents pulled off of other cases, sent down to the border to babysit illegal immigrants. Is she wrong? Uh, Senator, um, our personnel, we use our personnel to achieve the maximum law enforcement objective possible. Ah. That is what we do. And so you're I'm not going to deny it. And I'm incredibly proud of what our people do well, this every is news. single day. This is news. Absolutely news. You didn't deny it. Hey, um, if you could, Aaron and Naz, see if you guys can just put that side-by-side back up of that massive caravan for me just while I'm talking about this. Because it's from uh, it's end wokeness while they, were, while they have us distracted. So I just want to just side-by-side whenever you can. And I just want to say this to you because as we have this going on, Alejandro Mayorkas, who's one of the most pathetic human beings, this is fighting the scourge of fentanyl? How, is, how are they fighting the scourge of fentanyl? You have, you have DHS special agents who usually are investigating child sex trafficking cases pulled off to go and fight the scourge of fentanyl. How are you fighting the scourge of fentanyl by allowing 10 million people into the country to dispense fentanyl? <laughs> when you had under, under, under the Mayorkas administration, the Biden administration, you can bring it back to me, under the Biden administration where you have 107,000 people per year dying of not, not just not cocaine, not methamphetamine, uh, not oxycodone, none of the, not prescription narcotics. Fentanyl alone, 107,000 Americans per year dying of fentanyl alone, mainly people under the age of 30. How are you fighting the scourge of fentanyl? And always remember the Potomac's two-step with this too, how they manipulate statistics to lie. They'll say, well, we're, we're actually um, capturing now, confiscating far more fentanyl than we did under the Trump administration. Well, you're allowing far more in. Yeah. So just to make it very simplistic, we, we have... We have uh, confiscated uh, 14 tons 
of, of fentanyl this year, and the Trump administration only, only, only confiscated 10 tons. We beat them by four tons. But the total amount that the Trump administration allowed in was 100 tons, and you're allowing in 500 tons. So we confiscated a lot more. Yeah, you confiscated more, but you let in 100 times more. Yeah. In totality, that's the Potomac two-step. That's how they, that's how these work. That's how that's how the that's how their all their budgets work. Well, they're never they say they're cutting spending, they're not cutting spending. They're decreasing the increase in spending. So they're decreasing the percentage of increase in spending. Then they call it a spending cut. Right. They're liars. Republicans and Democrats, liars. You got a few good ones. Josh Hawley's usually good. Sometimes he takes a nosedive for some unknown reason. But the fight, the scourge of fentanyl, let me ask you this. Is this fighting the scourge of fentanyl? Um, uh, E-tweet. Exposed Biden administration. This is Alejandro Mayorkas fighting the scourge of fentanyl. You know how fentanyl gets in? Illegal migrants. That's how fentanyl gets in. It's made in China, given to the cartels, sold to the cartels. Cartels put it on coyotes and put it on kids, put it on women, put it on children, put it on men. Goes across the southern border, sold to Americans, 107,000 Americans die per year of fentanyl poisoning. So this is, this is, he actually, imagine having the audacity. Imagine having, being so devoid of personal dignity that you can go up to a podium like I'm sitting at right now and say that you are taking DHS special agents off of child sex trafficking cases to make sandwiches for illegal a- a- uh, immigrants, you're, doing, you're actually doing that, and you're not actually fighting the scourge of fentanyl. You're making sandwiches, but you're saying that you're fighting the scourge of fentanyl. But this is actually what you're doing. Exposed Biden administration caught using heavy machinery to lift razor wire at the border, to lift razor wire out of the way at the border to allow hordes of illegals to enter the country. This is treason. It's absolutely treason. They need to be tried for treason. I don't like throwing treason around. I don't. The Biden administration has pushed me in to using the word treason. Where you have federal government employees in front-end loaders ripping up razor wire fence to allow in illegal aliens that are untrackable, untraceable, have no idea who they are, women and children to be sex trafficked, which is absolutely going on. We have a Biden administration official who's another whistleblower, has said this is exactly what's going on. These NGOs at the border that are funneled hundreds of millions and billions of dollars from Democratic politicians, which they then funnel back to the Democratic politicians, are sex trafficking and labor trafficking underage children at the border. That's what's happening. Nobody's checking to see what homes these kids are being put in. We played the video recently. We had like the home home coordinator, and that's a horrible, and that's not a, not an actual title, but I'll just I don't remember her title. Home coordinator for DHS, and she was asked point blank, "Are you actually checking to see who these people are that you're sticking these kids with?" No, and if, especially if they're the parents of the kids. How do you know they're their parents? Right. Oh, uh, they say they are. Oh, really? The sex trafficking pimp. So th- this is him stopping the scourge of fentanyl by allowing fentanyl in. We live in a completely inverted world. Whenever you hear someone like Alejandro Mayorkas say that he's stopping the scourge of fentanyl, and again, him stopping the scourge of fentanyl is by him reassigning DHS special agents who are supposed to be working sex trafficking cases to go make sandwiches at the border. He's stopping the scourge of fentanyl by allowing a 60,000-person caravan in the United States unfettered, unchecked, unvetted, that's he stopping the scourge of fentanyl. Are these people even searched? No, let's let right in. 
These people search? No, let right in. You're like, eventually they'll be searched. When? Well, they, when will they be searched? Who's going to search them? How, how are you going to search? I mean, if you've allowed in 10 million people, and you've, I think Aaron got me the stat. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember. It was 60,000 or 6,000. I hate to sound stupid, but how many CBP agents there actually are. But Aaron got the stat for me one time. But how are you going to search 10 million people? And by the way, those are the ones they know about. It's 20 million minimum, 50 million maximum, because it's one to five times that many, according to CBP statistical analysis. Those are the only ones they know about, 25,000. 25,000 CBP agents. That's it. How are 25,000 agents who have extremely low morale going to search 20 to 50 million people that buy in his lot? You're like, Tom, you're being hyperbolic. It's not hyperbolic. They have acknowledged they're letting in 10 million, which is more than in New York City in three years. They've acknowledged that. But according to CBP statistical analysis, it's always one to five times the amount that the government is acknowledging. It's one to five, so it's 20 million minimum. What are 25,000 officers going to do with that? How, how would you, they're just letting him in and he's fighting the scourge of fentanyl? I don't think so. All right, the Western Journal video. So here's John Kennedy asking, Oh, 800 people per officer, Aaron. So it's 800, 800 people. <laughs> yeah. 25 officers trying to search 10 million? Yeah. It's 20, yeah, they got 800 people. <laughs> search 800 people. Each of them. Yeah, I don't think so. So here's John Kennedy asking DHS officials, Alejandro Mayorkas, his employees, here's just asking him simple statistical questions about what's going on at the border. Play it for me, Ness. Since President Biden's been president, uh, how many non-American citizens have come into our country illegally or on the basis of a claim of asylum? Do you know the number? No, Senator. You're a senior member of Homeland Security, are you not? That's correct. Does anybody know the number? Try 8 million. 8 million is four Nebraskas, four new states. Let's assume, I don't think it's as high, half of them are children. How many of those 8 million people are still here? Do any of you know? Okay. How many, how many of those 8 million are claiming asylum? You don't know? How many of them claim asylum and don't show up for their hearing? Nobody knows. See if I can remember all the questions. So he point blanks asks these uh, DHS officials, how many people have you allowed in the country under your administration? It's 8 million. Now that's 8 million now. It's two million. It'll be another 2 million by the end. And again, it's one to five times that many. Of that 8 million, how many of And none of them knew the answer to that. No, nobody at the Department of Homeland Security has any idea how many people have been allowed into the country under their watch, under their administration. They have no idea. They can't answer the question. Can you imagine that? You can't answer the question? I mean, I lived, I was 25 years in law enforcement officer. You had to answer questions about everything you did. Every last thing you did was scrutinized, and you had to be able to answer, about, answer every single question about every arrest you ever made, every interaction with the public you ever had. You need to be able to answer questions why you did what you did, how, many, how long were you there, how many times did you ask this question, whatever it may be. So they are asked, how many people have you allowed in? No idea. And again, you only have two options here. These people are either galactically incompetent or they are driving a purposeful agenda to flood our country with illegal immigrants. They're either galactically incompetent or purposely trying to flood our country with illegal immigrants for a globalist leftist purpose. So out of that 8 million, how many of them are kids? Oh, none of them have any idea how many of them are kids. 
We know that 85,000 are missing. Now we know that it's, it's at least 170,000 due to the one to five ruling. So it's, it's, it's a minimum of double that and up to five times as many as 85,000 kids that are just missing into oblivion. They're gone. They're gone. Nobody has any idea where they are. 85,000. I mean, we'll just stick with a slow, small number. Even though I know it's a minimum of one to five, one, it's one to five times that many. We know that according to CPP statistics. We got that. None of them have any idea how many of the, how many of the eight million that they've allowed in are kids. And a typical leftist will always say, look at all the problems we're having at the border. You know, we need to do something. The problem at the border is you. And you know it's you. So stop acting like there's some problem outside of you. There isn't any. And then she's at, they're asked, how many of that eight million, how many of them have asked for asylum? And they have no idea. And of those asylum seekers, how many of them have no-showed their trials? Their notice to appears. They don't have any idea. They have absolutely no idea about any of this. These are the, now these, again, I want to put this, tie this back into COVID. These are the immigration experts. Just like Fauci's the, uh, the uh, uh, contagion expert, the immunology expert, epidemiology expert. These, none, of the, none of these experts are experts. I've, I've said this to Aaron a bunch of times. You just live like in a church environment. Everybody's a professional guitar player, and they all suck. That's so true. It's right. They all <laughs> so, suck. Everybody says that they're a great sound man. They all suck. Yeah, it's 100%, true. Hundred percent. I mean, it, it is the way that it is. I'm telling you, that's that's all the experts out there. Full of crap. They're full of crap. And by the way, if you can't take an argument to your position, you're no expert at anything. Yeah. You need to be able to defend your position with truth and facts, and none of them ever can. I.e., right there, you saw it from John Kennedy. All right, Wall Street, I'm going to show you some Biden economy. Now, and I, now, I've said this now. This is a nice little compilation video. But I could spend the entire 90 minutes of fury on videos like this. Not nine, I mean, not matter of fact, I could go 90 minutes of fury tonight, Thursday night. I could do it seven days a week for two months straight. All videos just like this are from, from just Canada and the United States of America. And how great, because Trudeau economics, Trudeau-omics, and Bidenomics are exactly the same thing. Causing hyperinflation on purpose to make things completely and totally unaffordable for you so you have to run to the government for help. And once you run to the government for help, then your entire life is dictated to you by your benefactor. That's the purpose of everything. That was the purpose of COVID. Some of it failed. Some of it was successful. That was the purpose of it all. To make you dependent on the government. Initially, the government inside your country, and then eventually a world government that will require you to put a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. It's going to happen. For those of you that are soft Christians, you're softies, you don't, you don't believe that because you never read the Bible, you think, you think Jesus is a bongo-playing, pot-smoking hippie who's all accommodating because you never actually read the Bible. The book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 14, is going to happen. It's not right-wing conspiracy theory. People will end up with a quantum dot tattoo on their right hand or on their forehead or a chip or whatever technology it is. They will end up with that. It's going to happen. If you wore a mask, you locked down your church, pimped and ordered vaccines, stood six feet apart, quarantined your family, and you've never repented of it, you are helping the Antichrist. Just to let you know, as a Christian who's supposed to be 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, restraining the, uh, uh, the Antichrist, you're actually enabling the Antichrist. Just so you know via your loving capitulation, your loving cooperation. Just so you know, that's who you are. Identify yourself out loud. But this hyperinflation is meant, just like that, all the masking and everything else, was meant to be, you lose your job because you didn't, 
closing down business. You didn't have, even if you complied, you lost your job. So play you a video at the end. You got to make sure you watch the, you got to, this might be the best post game ever. <laughs> you, you stick around for the post game. It'll start. And well, I, I was going to say it starts at 37 minutes, but who knows how long <laughs> I'm going to go in the regular game. So it's going to go right after the regular game. It might go into overtime. You never know. Probably an hour. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I'm kind of rolling tonight. I don't know. It's already 923. I feel like it's 835. I honestly, I don't know what happened. So make sure you stick around for the post game. In the post game, you got a woman in there who's a big, uh, you know, big into racial equity, uh, big into reparations. But then she says, even if you give me reparations, you're still a racist. There's, there's no winning. So even you can capitulate all you want. You can give an inch, take a mile. You can give a mile and they'll take your life. Whatever it is, you can capitulate all you want and give in all you want. They're still going to take away everything that you have. Yep. And see, what they're doing right now is hyperinflating currency. And I know you've heard me say this before, 673 people on right now. And I know that a lot of you have heard this already. But 50% of our currency currently in circulation was printed by the Biden administration. We had 50% less currency in circulation in 2020 than we do now. 50% less. That's why you're seeing toilet paper for $15 for a four-pack. That's why you're seeing it. That's not, that is not not on purpose. It is on purpose. Because once you can, and then you can't, the average home cost in America is not $416,000 per home. You have to make an average of over $114,000 to afford the average home inside of America. Now, the average income inside, inside of America is $50,000 per household, and you got to be making almost three times that much to afford a house. That's on purpose. It wasn't the case in 2020. This has all happened in the last 44 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. It's all on purpose. Because once you can't afford anything, then they come to you and they say, no problem, you can't afford it. You know, we're going to move you into this 15-minute city. You'll live in a 500-square-foot apartment with you, your wife. You won't allow, be allowed to have, they'll kill all your dogs and stuff. You want your wife because they're all full of COVID. Your wife and your four kids, you all live in this 500-square-foot you know, apartment, 15-minute city. But don't worry, it's very convenient for you. You'll be able to walk to everything you want to walk to because you're not allowed to burn any CO2. You'll live a very short vaccinated life. That's what they want, of servitude. That's what they want. They'll live however they want. While you're eating bug eyes, they're eating ribeyes. I mean, that, that's I mean, what I mean. I mean, the bourgeois leftist elitist, like, like Oprah Winfrey, who went, uh, uh, you know, big chunk of, what was, I forgot the name of this, the town that burned there. And what was it? Oh, and, uh, hi, um, oh my not, gosh. I got a Wahoo stuck in my head because that's where Obama lives. I know. Oh, uh, my gosh. Lahaina. Yeah, Lahaina. When Lahaina burned down, you've got, uh, Oprah Winfrey built a wall so yeah. nobody can get in. Hired security and built a wall. She hired security. Right. So nobody could get into her property. I, I, I thought, you see, that's the way it'll always be. They live behind the guns and walls you're not allowed to have. They're going to have everything that you're not allowed to have. Very select few people who want to lower the Earth's population to around 500 million people. And the Earth's population is a smidge over that at 8 billion. So that's what they want. So they're hyperinflating currency on purpose, and it's actually causing this. Wall Street Silver video. Incomes are not keeping up. Play it for me. But I'm finding myself in a position now where we're making more money than we've ever made, and we are literally the brokest we've ever been. Brokest we've ever brokest been. Brokest we've ever been. Brokest we've ever been. But I'm making the most money I ever had my entire life. My husband and I, between the two of us, gross, make like over $80,000 a year. And if you told me a few years ago that $80,000 a year was not going to be enough for a family to afford. I make more than what I made back in 2015. 
But I am still literally living paycheck to paycheck. I have to work 60 hours a week and make $80,000 a year to make ends meet. That's insane. I just, I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. Financially, I just, I don't understand anymore. I don't understand how I make $34 an hour and I can't function. I can't function. I can't pay my bills. $34 an hour, you get the increase of minimum wage. You got Gavin Newsom, I think he just made it $25 an hour in the state of California. But they hyperinflate the currency so much, it doesn't matter. While you think they're working for you, they're working against you. They're actually trying to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point. How does that work? They inflate the currency. You can't afford to buy anything. But you know what? They'll go ahead. They'll, they'll have government-controlled housing for you. You'll be able to make your $80,000 a year which you can't afford a house, can't afford groceries, can't afford anything, stick you into government housing. Now, if you vote wrong, if you buy wrong, if you post the wrong thing, your benefactor cuts off all your benefits. That's the point of it all. Understand that. I've already spoken enough about it. Let me show you this. Just another, just jumping all over the place. We the people video. Now, this is, this is, this is another tactic of the agenda. The agenda is to leverage you into one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by leftist tyranny. Now, one of those tactics, many tactics, climate change, pandemics, gun grabbing, CBDC, social credit systems, and here's another one, a, a transgender agenda. Here's another one, lawlessness. This is in Washington, Joe Biden's Washington, D.C. Unruly mobs break into residential homes. This is, I mean, this is Muriel Bowser. Well, I mean, I can't remember. Aaron, Aaron had it for me at one point, but when was it? How, how long has it been since DC's been controlled by? by oh, uh, uh, 1975. 1975. Yeah. A, a Republican, I believe, if I remember this right, Aaron, a Republican has not been elected to the substantive office inside of Washington, D.C. since 1975. So it was 2009. Um, as a as a representative of the district, but since 1975, which is the Home Rule yeah. thing, it hasn't been run by any Republican ever. Right, so it's yeah, never been run. Right, yeah. it's 1975. Yeah. So that's uh, 40 years in 2015. So we're almost at 50. Two years south, uh, south of 50 years. <laughs> 50 years. To just round it up. 50 years, and a Republican has not run D.C. This is what D.C. looks like. Right now, complete lawlessness. Why would they want lawlessness to usher in a one-world commerce system with a singular access point? Because, well, first of all, it's good for gun confiscation. Because if you're not, if you have rampant gun crime, it gives them justification to confiscate guns. That's why you have George Soros, who makes sure that he puts in his elected leftist district attorneys, 75 of them, around the United States of America who are not prosecuting gun crimes, so it gives them justification to go confiscate guns from people who lawfully own guns that aren't committing the crimes. Yep. And it's just a giant mirage, just like COVID, just like transgenderism, just like climate change, just a giant mirage. But it ends up like this, and this is all on purpose. Muriel Bowser, she'll get elected over and over again. After people see this video, she'll be reelected. This is unruly mob breaking into residential homes in the United States of America. Not, where are the cops? Nowhere. Where's the consequences? Nowhere. In the nation's capital. Play for me, Ness. Here 
Corner side someone's home? No. 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 And all of them very conveniently masked in 2023. Works well. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> how it's all worked over the last uh, 44 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. I'm going to go ahead and go into the 44th month, even though we're a couple hours away. 44 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. Everyone knows masking doesn't work, but everyone's still wearing a mask whenever they're committing crimes, which is why it's against the law to wear a mask in the state of Florida. Because if everyone's walking around a mask, you can't tell who's committing crimes. They're all masked right there, breaking into homes in our nation's capital. Just wandering around, breaking into homes, happening all over this country. All over the country. And again, that is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. Now you, it's for gun grabbing, as I've already illustrated. But it's also so that you feel like you're not in control. So you're going to run to, if you're sitting there, imagine if you were a woman home alone right there. See, with me, it's just open fire, baby. You come in, like that guy said, no, no, no. If they, they try to get in, it's open fire. There's going to be people. And it won't just be one person dying. Because an AR round will go through five. Yeah. So it'll be way more than one. I ain't stopping. You're not walking into my home like that. I'm not, I will not, I will not give in. I will not live on my knees. I won't do that. But that, that's the point of it. Now, if you, if you feel like you're helping, because everybody in D.C., you know, just like the people who are on that video are saying, I can't afford anything anymore. They're still, a lot of them still vote for Biden. They'll vote for him again in 2024. Can't vote for him because they believe that he's there working for them. He's actually inflating their currency on purpose. So that he can control their lives. That's and as I've already illustrated. And here it's a matter of, you know, it's so much lawlessness that you run to the government for protection. And if you don't abide by their rules, leverage you in a one world commerce system where they're controlling what you buy, sell, trade, or travel. And if you don't buy, sell, trade, or travel the way that they want to, they're not gonna protect you anymore. They're controlling you. That's the point of all of it. You're like, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but we've taken giant leaps towards that. Absolutely, via COVID, and all the church caved into it, too. Via that, uh, speaking of that, let's look at some vaccine stuff. Now, this Chief Nerd video, Dr. Peter McAuliffe on Pfizer and Moderna, sharing. Now, this is, about, I want to, this is about the collusion. What is fascism? I mean, most people, and by the way, I didn't know it until 2023. What is fascism? Everybody thinks it's racism. Everybody thinks it's Holocaust. It's not. I mean, it's involved in those things, but it's not. What is fascism? It's really simple. It's a very simple definition. It's the merging of multinational giant conglomeration companies and government. That's fascism. The merging of companies, of business, and government. That is fascism. Do we have that going on here? Well, Dr. Peter McAuliffe on Pfizer and Moderna sharing the same marketing firm as the CDC. Play for me. Have you ever wondered why the CDC never really featured, or HHS never really featured J&J or Novavax in their commercials or their promotional materials. Isn't that interesting? Oh, oh there's, well, yes, very, yeah. very interesting. I, I, assume it's, I assume it has something to do with who owns the patents on those particular uh, <laughs> vaccines and who was making the money. Right, NIH co-owns the patent with Moderna, but interestingly, Pfizer and Moderna used the same marketing firm, Weber Shandwick. And Weber Shandwick has an installed marketing unit within the CDC. Their workers are in the CDC vaccine office promoting Pfizer and Moderna, preferentially over J&J and Novavax. So Americans never really got a fair... That's fascism, just so everybody knows. I mean, you can, you can listen, was Hitler fascist? Yeah, he's fascist. He merged government with business. That's fascism. So is that when you have the CDC, now just so everybody knows... Pfizer is not an American company. 
It's not owned by Americans. It's not an American company. Moderna is more American. Who knows? In a lot of these companies, it's very difficult to tell who owns them on purpose, just like Vanguard and BlackRock. Vanguard's the primary stock owner in BlackRock. Blank, BlackRock's the primary stock owner in Vanguard. All those different things. It's very difficult to track. You can't figure out who on earth owns Google slash YouTube. It's all on purpose so they can operate in ambiguity. But you have Weber Shanwick, which is the marketing firm for the Centers for Disease Control. We pay, you and I pay, Weber Shanwick, sadly, to market the tripe, the lies, and the propaganda of the CDC. Now, why didn't the CDC market J&J and Novavax? Novavax is the more traditional, which I don't like any vaccines. I mean, any at all, none. That's where I stand. If you, Tom, you're an anti-vaxxer. Yes. <laughs> yes, anti-vaxxer. Same. All vaccinations. Yeah. Anti-vax. Hate them all. All right. Don't believe the America. The, the healthiest people in America are who? Anybody know? The Amish. The healthiest. They have, they have no mental illness. They have no autism. They have none of the the various acronym illnesses that are that are given to kids these days. ADHD. None of it. All it's all gone. They don't have any of it. None. None of them are vaxxed and various other maladies also. Plus all the statistical data that's coming out now. People are actually doing uh, graphs. Everybody who's vaccinated, children, I should put it this way, not everybody, children who are vaccinated are less healthy than the unvaccinated kids. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Fact. Just so you know, absolute fact. Nothing you can do about it. But back to the story here. And you, may, you might be thinking, something, well, I'm fine with the mumps vaccine. Go ahead. Listen, you want to take vaccines? Go right ahead. I ain't taking squat. Ever. Not taking any of it. I've been vaccinated. Obviously, I'm vaccinated. I'm 55 years old. I was vaccinated because I was lined up in lines at school and vaccinated. I haven't taken a vaccination since, nor will I. Simple as that. Now, maybe I was vaccinated at the sheriff's office. I can't remember. They gave us something, hepatitis B or something. So, and I just didn't know any better. Now that I know better, you ain't putting nothing, nothing, not, not from these people. Not from these people who are simply just trying to leverage me into a one world commerce system using vaccines to do so. Not going to happen. How do, you use, how do you use vaccines to leverage you into a one world commerce system? Because it'll be one, it's a, it's a one world commerce system with a single access point. So they, a single access point controlled by them. You must have these vaccinations. You must say that a woman is a man and a man is a woman. You must say that gay marriage is okay. You must be 57 times vaccinated. You must own no firearms or you're not going to get any benefits from your benefactor, which is the world government. It's all the book of Revelation. It's absolutely true. So you have Weber Shamwick, which is the CDC's marketing firm, which is shared by Pfizer and Moderna. Fascism. Absolute fascism. And Moderna shares its patents with the NIH. You pay for the NIH. You pay for the CDC. You pay for, de facto, Weber Shamwick. And you are paying NIH employees who, again, that's why Anthony Fauci wouldn't answer any questions about the royalties being paid to him and NIH scientists from Pfizer, from Moderna. By the way, Pfizer and Moderna share patents too. So really, the NIH is sharing patents with Pfizer, Biotech, and Moderna. And then forcing you to take the vaccines they're financially benefiting from. That's absolute fact. And it gets worse and worse and worse. Because, again, you have governmental, NIH and scientists being paid for, paid for by you. Their salaries are paid for by you. So you pay their salary. Then they mandate a vaccine that they're going to financially benefit from onto you also. They get them all the money from that, too. You pay their salaries and you pay their royalties. Via their fascism, via their mandates. Just true. I mean, 
via their totalitarianism. And they also worked out, I mean, I'm not a fan of the J&J Vax, I'm not a fan of the Novavax, but just in a purely capitalistic sense for just a moment, the only people that were marketed by your government, by your tax dollars, were Pfizer and Moderna. Everybody else was, was, was left out, was locked out. Everybody else was locked out. Because Pfizer, Moderna, and NIH are all together sharing patents. So it's a fact. It's an absolute fact. And not only that, but billion, do you realize, again, fascism is governments giving these companies billions and billions of dollars to create vaccines. That's fascism. The government giving billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to Raytheon to create, you know, part of the military industrial complex to create weaponry. You're like, Tom, we have to have a national defense. Yeah, I know, but our national defense doesn't include $223 million per day going to Ukraine. And all of that money is being given to Raytheon, uh, Lockheed Martin, Honeywell, and everybody else. And you're like, Tom, we noticed. Again, let me just make it very simple. I'm going to stay on vaccines, but I just let me just make this very clear to everybody. Where do I stand on the whole Hamas and uh, the whole Hamas-Israel conflict? Israel must defeat Hamas. That's it, though. I don't agree with it, with going into war with Iran. I don't agree with going into war side by side with Israel. They're not asking. Matter of fact, Israel has made it claim, very clear: we don't want you. We don't want you. But then, so you have to walk a fine line here, which many. Right-wing pundits are not doing I, I, as right-wings right-wing can get. They're not walking the fine line. They're just, they're just totally putting into the, this into the military-industrial complex, and we've been lied to about Ukraine. That's totally true. Israel is different than Ukraine. Israel is not the most corrupt nation on the planet. Israel is different than Ukraine. Israel was attacked by Hamas. Ukraine was attacked by Russia after we initiated a color revolution inside of Ukraine. That didn't happen. It didn't happen in, in Israel. Ukraine's asking for our help. Uh, Israel's explicitly saying, we don't want your help. They want our usual uh, support that we give them, which is money, billions of dollars every year. They're trying to put together a bill right now. Republicans are saying, okay, we'll give them $14 billion, but you got to cut that out of the IRS. And the Democrats won't do it. So who's defunding Israel, actually? I don't agree with sending them an additional $14 billion. We already give Israel enough. We should support Israel. They're our number one ally. They're the only operating democracy in the Middle East. And a lot of people are like, this was stirred up by Mossad, this Hamas attack, stirred up by Mossad, stirred up by the CIA. Could be, could absolutely be, but you still got to take out Hamas. You have to, you have to take out Hamas. That's where I stand. You have to walk a fine line here. I don't want perpetual war. I don't want the military industrial complex to kick in. You got Lindsey Graham over there and, and all of them trying to instigate more warfare for one another so that Lindsey Graham can, can benefit financially from the military industrial complex. All these politicians who end up on the board of Raytheon, board of Honeywell, board of Lockheed Martin. And I have a whole Hamas thing, but it's way down the list here, so I won't get to it tonight, but I'll get to it on Thursday. All right, so back to the vaccines. Uh, the Vigilant Fox video, Dr. McAuliffe, again, the COVID shots should not be government property. So we already hear the COVID shots are already marketed by the government. This is, Pfizer and Moderna use the same marketing firm as Weber, Weber Shamrock while Pfizer and Moderna is sharing patents with the federal government at the NIH. But here you have Dr. McAuliffe saying the COVID shots should not be should not be owned by the government. Play for me, Nice. At this point in time, they shouldn't be government property. This offering of government property that is, you know, you know many times brought forward under the setting of, of pressure, coercion, threat of reprisal, mandates, 
uh, is making people exceedingly uncomfortable. Do, do you know they are government property in every single country in the world? That's hard to imagine. Three, yeah. three, you know, three and a half years into the pandemic, that these are still forms of government um, uh, property. They should be just commercial products. People should decide to, to purchase them uh, should they want them. So how many Americans on a percentage basis have taken the last booster? 3%. Little bit down. Little bit down from the, I can't remember how many millions it was in America that took the vaccine. 175 million, something like that, took yeah, the vaccine. something like that. Maybe more. It's like 60%, 60 to 70% of Americans took the vaccine. It's a little bit down from that now, from 60 to 70% to 3% are taking the latest booster. Why? Why, are, why is it down so much? Because the boosters are no longer government property. They're no longer free. So only 3% of Americans have, take, have taken the, the latest booster. That's really good, by the way. And listen, always got to talk about the good news, too. That's great. A lot of kids are still taking it, though, for what reason? I mean, no, nothing. But the government owned the very vaccines that they were mandating. Owned them. Made them free. Just the same. You need to look at it, everything the same because it's the same demonic attack. Same thing. Hyperinflate and cur- currency so that you run to the government. It's all the same sort of mentality. And again, so everybody knows up to the basically to this latest booster with maybe some variants, every vaccine has been owned by the federal government. And then you have been forced to take it to some degree. A lot of you are watching 667 people on right now on the various platforms. We didn't take it. A lot of you didn't take it. Some of you were forced to take it. Whatever it is, if you did take it, you need to be prayed over to get that vaccine and all the side effects out of your body in Jesus' name and be healed in Jesus' name. Need to do it. We pray for that all the time here at Foundation Church. Love the vaccinated. Love everybody. Do. Love you, but I'm still going to call you what you are. Just like, you know, I've told you, I've done a lot of stupid things, so I label myself as stupid. If you've done stupid things, you did stupid things. You were stupid in that scenario. It's the way it is. Truth is the truth. All right, let's listen to Vigilant Fox, Dr. McAuliffe again. The COVID shot directly killed. Here it is. Now, all the statistical data is coming out. How many Americans actually died of COVID-19? Here's the statistical data. You've heard 1.2 million, right? 1.2. That's all Bullface, Goebbels, propaganda, Pravda lies. I put it at 80,000. McAuliffe puts it at 120,000. Dr. McAuliffe, the COVID shot directly killed more Americans. The COVID shot directly killed more Americans than COVID itself. Play it for me. 600,000 deaths, but just, just under 600,000 deaths from the vaccine. We can say that, hands down. What was the number? Do you, by chance, know the number of deaths from COVID within the same time period? The, the number of deaths right now on the books for COVID are at 1.2 million. Now, that's every death that happened with someone testing positive. When there's an analysis of did they really primarily die of COVID, the answer is it's about 10% of that. So it's roughly 120,000 Americans died directly of COVID. Now, one could say that, that if it was in the context of someone near the end of life, they were robbed of a few days or a few months or, of life, and that's a fair argument. But our government um, encouraged death certificate coding that was so broadly inclusive that even things that were completely unrelated to COVID or COVID pneumonia, if they tested positive, was counted as a COVID death. And we now know 
the COVID test, the PCR test, can remain positive for many months after the initial infection. And again, they propagate that 1.2 million people died of COVID. And if you ever say that that's not true, you're a conspiracy theorist. Or you are purveying disinformation. You're conveying disinformation. Nope. Not at all, because the 1.2 million people that are allegedly that allegedly died of COVID. He doesn't cover everything there because he can't. He's not. He's speaking at a forum there, so he can't go 90 minutes of fury like I'm doing. <laughs> so what 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 actually happened with that 1.2 million? If you've watched this podcast all the time, you know the answer to this. But with 1.2 million, that was people who tested positive for COVID using a test that's 97% inaccurate. PCR test, which Carrie Mullis says the developer and Nobel Prize winning developer of the PCR test never said, never use a PCR test to diagnose a viral infection. And what did we do? Use a PCR test to unilaterally diagnose a viral infection. There was no other test except PCR. PCR up the butt, PCR up your nose, PCR test. That's what it was. So they're using a so those are people who tested positive for COVID. And it's already been proven. Then what was going on with PCR tests were not only were they in and of themselves 97% inaccurate, they spun your material, your genetic material, an extra. They're supposed to spin your genetic material between 20 and 30 times. They spun it 42 times. What does that mean? It will find infections that occurred in you and your genetic material up to 20 years ago. They were finding people who tested positive of COVID because it's a coronavirus who had a common cold 13 years ago because he spun their genetic material and it still shows up as an infection that occurred in your body. So they, they tested positive. And then they licensed doctors to label anything as COVID that they assumed as COVID, which Dr. McAuliffe didn't put in there. He did put out the manipulation, didn't go into specifics. And then you have the manipulated death certificates where we have the exact same operation, exact same uh way of doing procedure for doing death certificates from 2003 to 2017 exact same procedure let me correction 17 years 2003 to 2020 and then lo and behold what 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 month was that changed what month was that so you had a you had a procedure for doing death certificates that remained the same for 17 freaking years 2003 2020 and lo and behold what month was it changed march of 2020 where they changed line one, they interchanged line one and line two. Where back in the old way of doing it, if you had stage four lung cancer, your primary cause of death, line one, and you died, was lung cancer. And then they would have a contributing factor, a mitigating factor line, which was line two, which may have been a common cold. So you got a common cold, you already only had a month to live, and the common cold finished you off a week early. So you had cause of death and contributing cause of death. They changed the lines. So now if you had stage four cancer and you had a COVID infection, you had stage four cancer with one week to live, you're living, you're in hospice and you died and you died of, you died of, you, you died. They, and you were, and they swabbed your nose, a lot of them because they were, they caught people in Minnesota swabbing people's noses at car crashes who had their basically were dead at who were not basically were dead at the car crash swabbed their nose it's all fact swabbed their nose found that they had covid in a 97 percent inaccurate test and then put them down as a covid death vehicle homicide covid death you had a man whose head was cut off out in the northwest can't remember it was washington or or uh in oregon head cut off covid death man in florida struck by lightning knocked off a roof died of a lightning strike covid death all facts that's all facts by the way 
So they interchanged line one. So you had somebody, line one and line two, who died of stage four lung cancer, living in, living in hospice, died of lung cancer. Boom. Only had five days to live, died in three days. But he tested positive for COVID. So they put line one, cause of death, COVID. We have the Minnesota director of health on video saying that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. Cause of death, whenever it was COVID, went to line one. Stage four lung cancer, five days to live, tested positive for COVID, died in three, cause of death, COVID. Even though they have no COVID symptoms at all. That's exactly what they did to get this 1.2. So you got the 1.2 million, which was people who tested positive for COVID, people of dying with COVID, not of COVID. But not even with, again, I don't want to stipulate that they even had COVID because 97% inaccurate test rate. Right. Then you had doctors who are licensed to assume anybody had COVID. They were licensed to do that. And then you had the death certificate. So the actual, the death certificate, line one and line two, flip, uh, flip roo. So then, yeah, the line one, line two, flip roo. So then, but actually, the actual number. The actual number of COVID deaths, Dr. McAuliffe, is 120,000. How many people have died according to his statistics? Edward Dowd has it at 800,000, which I lean more towards Edward Dowd's statistics. Love Peter McAuliffe, but Edward Dowd is a statistical genius out of BlackRock. Edward Dowd has it at 860,000, I believe, deaths to date inside the United States of America. The data is coming out now that 17 million COVID vaccine deaths worldwide. COVID deaths, and by the way, it's funny how the, the statistical data, and by the way, you can pull all of this up. I've, I've shown you the studies. It's not me making it up. It's not me just saying, you know what? Let me think of a number. 17 million people have died of, of COVID vaccines. That's not it. These are people doing legit studies. It's all coming out now as we prayed that it would. So look at those numbers. So you have, they estimate, here the, again, the World Health Organization run by an Ethiopian terrorist, Tetris Gabriasis. He says, here, here's, here's, the, here's the geniuses and here's the experts. It says, this is how, how, how precise their data is. They estimate that there's 5 to 18 million people have died of COVID. They can't get it any closer than 13 million variants. <laughs> That's the experts. So let's put it at what it really is. Let me know, not what it really is. Let's put it at their low number. So they're saying 5 million people died of COVID. And all the studies are now showing that 17 million people died of the vaccine for COVID. Isn't that lining up right here? About the same. 120,000 people allegedly died of COVID and 600 to 800,000 people died of the remedy for COVID, the vaccine for COVID. So you have them create the problem and offer you the solution. And the solution is far worse than the problem that doesn't exist. Then the numbers are all starting to line up. But don't worry. Listen to this one. Vigilant Fox video. Trans-edible vaccines. This is Thomas Massey talking. Your next salad could vaccinate you. Play it for me. Does the term transgenic edible vaccine sound far-fetched? Well, it's not. We're funding it. In fact, scientists from the University of California, Riverside, funded with your taxpayer dollars, have been studying whether they can turn edible plants, such as lettuce and spinach, into mRNA vaccine factories, thereby creating a transgenic edible vaccine. They have been used for livestock, I'll get to that in a second, but they're also being used for people. That is the intended outcome of many of these programs that we are funding, funding with money from the USDA. 
one. I have many exposés. I've got an expose I call the mark. I've got an expose on Ukraine. I've got an expose I've got on food. Be keeping. I'll, I will get to them eventually. I think I'm break like tonight's stuff. I've been waiting to do for a long time. I will get to them eventually. Again, maybe I should be doing this five days a week. I don't know. <laughs> but I had somebody make fun of me at church on Sunday and said, "Do you really think you'll be only be able to do an hour every day?" You know, that's what'll happen. Is I'll plan on doing an hour every day, and I'll end up doing two hours a day. A hundred percent. Yeah, my Aaron just went on. My producers one hundred percent. But anyway. So we need to be watching very closely. I'm not going to go deep into this right now. Again, I've got a whole expose on the food cabal. Got the food cabal, you know, climate cabal, COVID cabal, everything else. But we need to be watching our food very closely. We need to be watching it very closely. Again, that's all part of leveraging into one world commerce system where they're limiting you. They're trying to limit your food options. That's why you're saying Bill, 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 Bill Gates is the number one. And the CCP is the number two private farmland owners in America. And they're not, they're not producing any food on those farms anymore. It's to limit food production to, to limit your choices so that they can leverage you in to where they want you to go. You can only buy from them. They're, run, they're making all the small farms go out of business through vast, regula, vast regulations that they don't have the attorneys to fight and they don't have the attorneys to even understand. So they leverage out these... Uh, Small farms, family farms. But I don't have time to get into that. So just we need to watch our food. So I have to show you this. This is interesting. A couple clips here off of this Chief Nerd video. New OSHA head Doug Parker now says, we didn't demand that anyone be fired. This is not, see, this is all coming out. And I don't know how many of you saw the uh, Bill Maurer video. We got the COVID totalitarian bold dude. Can't remember what he is or what his name was. Who says that everybody needs to issue, he, he wanted strict lockdowns for schools. Strict lockdowns for everything. And now he's like, well, we didn't understand, man. You need to give us all a little bit of grace, dudes. <laughs> no. No grace for you. And I'll, I'll, go, I'll go soup Nazi on you. No grace for you. No, you know, the, we were telling you the whole time it made no sense. We were giving you the studies. And you were being, having me banned for disinformation. Yep. When I was telling you the truth, when I was giving you information, you were having me, dis, you were having me banned for misinformation. You blew off all the facts. There's no grace for you. You can answer whatever it is that you did. Maybe you, maybe you didn't do anything criminal. Maybe you don't have any civil liability. Fine, you can just live with it. No grace, nothing. You're just saying it now to get off the hook. You're not saying it now because you actually are have a re repentant heart. You're doing it now because it's all 17 million people have died of your vaccination. It's gonna come out. Right now, it's only coming in right-wing circles like me or Gateway Pundit or Alex Jones. Even Bongino doesn't report on it yet. He needs to get on board and start reporting it. Everybody does. Bannon puts it out. Bannon, see, Bannon puts it out through Naomi Wolf. 17 million people globally have died of the vaccinations. Eight, six to 800,000 Americans. 120,000 Americans died of allegedly of COVID, but again, that's not even a real number in and of itself. But... Six to 800,000 people died of their solution to COVID, of their treatment for COVID. Uh, I'll take the COVID, please. But anyway, so you have OSHA head here. Doug Parker now says that we didn't demand that anyone. Does anybody not remember OSHA? It, remember, do you not remember? I'll just, I'm going to set this up and I'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. But that Joe Biden put out a vaccine mandate for every Federal agency, including the military, every federal worker in the United States of America, millions upon millions of people. Is that not being forced? 
and all of their contractors and every company with more than 100 employees. Yep. They lost some of they lost the private part in federal court. If they wouldn't have lost in federal court, every company with more than 100 employees would have been fined, I believe it was, I can't remember, 250 100, 100 to 250,000 per violation. So think about it, if you have a private company of of 112 employees and 50 of them don't want to be vaccinated, you're going to pay $500,000 a day in violations. And that's not forcing you to take a vaccine. That's what this guy's saying. Can you imagine? All right, the four clips here, they're all very short. We'll start them right now. Play them for me, Ness. I recognize the representative from Illinois, Ms. Miller. Thank you, Chairman Kiley. Assistant Secretary Parker, in November of 2021, OSHA released an emergency temporary standard that would have forced 84 million Americans to take an experimental COVID vaccine or provide their private medical paperwork to their employer. Do you think OSHA has the power to force 84 million Americans to take an experimental vaccine? You're referring to the uh, vax and test rule that, um, that OSHA promulgated in, um, in November of 2021. Uh, it did require businesses uh, of 100 or more employees to develop a program that would require employees to either um, take the COVID vaccine or get regular testing. Yes, so what I wanna know is if you believe that OSHA actually has the power to force 84 million Americans to do that. Well, the Supreme Court ruled on that matter. Yes, thank ruled- God the Supreme Court ruled on that and stopped you from doing that. You're an unelected bureaucrat and you do not have the power to force 84 million people to take an experimental vaccine or show their papers. You tried to fire 84 million American workers, but do you believe the court was wrong? You know, the court made the final decision on on the matter. That's how our judicial system works. Mm-hmm. And uh, after it's, they it's made that decision, finality. after they made that decision, you actually said to Reuters, this is a quote, the ruling was unfortunate, but it's not stopping us from pressing employers to take adaptive measures to keep things in place. So did you continue to threaten companies to impose a vaccine mandate even though the Supreme Court told you that you couldn't. And Chairman, I'd like to enter that into the record. Without objection. No, we didn't threaten anyone. But there- And um, in light of considering what would have happened if Americans refused to comply, what was your plan? Congresswoman, I believe that the American people expect their government to take on the big problems that are facing them. More than a million okay. people. Well, I'd just like to say you are inept. It would have terrorized our economy if the American workers refused to comply and it would have put 84 million American workers out of, out, out of work. I'm going to introduce amendments to strip you of your power and funding to protect the 84 million Americans who do not want to show you their vaccine papers and to protect farmers who feed Americans. Mr. Chairman. So pre-Supreme Court decision, you did demand that people be fired. 
The rule never went into into Right, but the rule as you wrote it, as you contemplated, as you wanted to go into effect, it did contemplate you people be fired. It was up to the employer. It didn't prescribe any remedies in the rule for how that would be implemented. The Supreme Court noted that hundreds of thousands of people could have lost their jobs. You disagree with that? The Supreme Court was making a preliminary decision. It wasn't a final order. They had a limited record in front of them. But you see, I, don't, I would have to go back and, re- and reread the, the ruling. I don't recall that provision. Mr. President, by the Supreme Court, and you tell us that we didn't demand that anyone be fired. So has there been some sort of memo going around? Why is the administration insistent on rewriting history? All you have to do is read that rule, and you will see that it is not a vaccine mandate. It gives employees the option of testing in lieu of a vaccine mandate. And if they didn't do that, then what would happen to them? Um, they, would, uh, they would be out of compliance with the requirement, and our role then would be to um, cite the employer. I want to testify. You see, I mean, you see this guy, Doug, Doug Parker, what he says there, again, it's just a bunch of hopping around. It's a bunch of obfuscation. It's a bunch of not answering questions. It's about violating Matthew 537, but let your yes be yes, your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So obfuscation and deflecting are all evil. They're all demonic. He actually says it wasn't a vaccine mandate. And he's asked by Kevin Kiley, a state congressman in California, great guy, wish he'd win governorship, but he probably won't run for governor before what would happen if people didn't comply? And, it, and his answer was, um, that was up to the employer. Okay, it was up to the employer, but it was actually enforced by the federal government. Up to the employer. So the, here's what would be up to the employer. So again, Aaron found out, my producer Aaron found out what the fines were. So this was a mandate to 84 million Americans. Allegedly, we got 330 million Americans live here. 84 million Americans were mandated to take the vaccine until they lost and fed until the Biden administration lost in federal court for violating your constitutional rights. Many sadly still complied anyway. I don't know why, but they did. So this guy actually has the audacity to say that this was not a mandate. And he keeps being asked, if you watch the whole video, you can watch this whole video. It's on Chief Nerd. He keeps being asked by Kevin Kyle, what if they didn't comply? He never will answer. He'll never actually, you're you're when he was asked asked by the first one, basically the same question. What if you didn't comply? Uh, The federal government has a mission. That's not the question, moron. The question was, what happens when people don't comply? And he goes, well, then it's up to the employer. Up to the employer. So the employer is mandated by the federal government to fire you if you don't comply. Because what employer is going to pay ten dollars to $100,000 per day per violation? That was how it went. So if you had, if you had a, uh, a restaurant with 100 employees in it, everybody has to be vaccinated, and say, you know, I'm trying to make it an easy number that I can do the calculus in my head, just say 10 of the, 10 of the 100 refused to be vaccinated, they would be forced to be fired because what restaurant is going to pay $100,000 per day per employee, which I believe would be a million dollars a day, right? 10 times 100,000, is that a million bucks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or no. Yeah, 10 times. Yeah, 10 times 100,000. Yeah. A million bucks. Yeah, a right? million dollars. Yeah, there you go. So that's a million bucks. Who's going to pay that? So these, the federal government doing the Potomac 2 step is saying, well, we're not actually firing them. No, you're forcing them to be fired. Because what company, say you have a company of, of 1,000 people and 500 of them refuse. 
to take a vaccination. And they're going to be fined $50,000 a day per 500, per, per person. It's 500 people. And this guy actually says, well, no, we're not forced. It's up to the employer then. It's up to the employer if they want to pay $5 million a day in fines. Is it really up to the employer? No, the employer is having to choose between a mandate from the federal government going out of business or firing employees. So that's his choice. His choice is to go out of business or fire the employees. So it is, for, it is the federal government mandating a vaccination via fines if you don't take the vaccination, via manipulating employers into having to make a decision of fire the employee or lose my business. So they were forcing it. And they were, he was asked over and over again, what if they didn't take it? Well, then it's up to the employer. No, what, it's not up to the employer. The employer's going to get a fine if they don't fire the employee. So it's not up to them. You've already made the decision for them. No, no company on the planet could afford to pay ten dollars to $100,000 a day in fines per employee. Who could ever do that? If you're paying $10,000 per employee, the guy worked five days a week, you're $50,000 a week for that employee. <laughs> $500,000 at maximum fine. So they were forcing it. Yeah. And now he's trying to walk it back. He just said, he, he said, we didn't threaten anyone. That's not threatening. The quote from Doug Parker. We didn't threaten anybody to take the vaccine. That's not threatening people. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't take the vaccination, you're going to lose your business. That's like you have a choice. Lose your business or fire the employee. That's not threatening people. If, if people didn't comply, what was your plan? It was up to the employer. How's that up to the employer? Lose, fire, fire the employee or lose your business? Set up the employer. Let me just go on to this. Matthew Perry, everybody heard the star from Friends died. That's a sad thing for me. I love Friends. Love that show. Everybody on Friends who started Friends would hate me, but I love the show. <laughs> could, I, could I be any more vaccinated? Okay, well, you know, we need to start asking these questions about all these people who are dying. I mean, I mean 54 years old, yes, had a history of drug use, but wasn't having any current medical problems. And basically... From what I've heard so far, his autopsy is being labeled deferred, according to my wife, which who knows what that means. I love to see, did he have myocarditis? Did he have pericarditis? Because he died in a hot tub, of a, allegedly of a heart attack. I'd like to know. It's just a sad thing. We just, you know, it really is. And you know, people think I'm super hardcore and I don't care about people. It's exactly the opposite. I'm so hardcore because I care about people. All right, go to the next one for me, Naz. ABC News 7, just wanted, this is older. You see the date on the bottom. It's from almost a month ago. But I just wanted to show you the CDC is no longer distributing COVID-19 vaccinations cards. That's, oh, really? Oh, shit, I thought you didn't have to show your papers. Well, they were issuing vaccination cards so you could show your papers so you could stay employed. But they weren't, they weren't threatening your job or anything. Of course not. Once a staple, once a staple of the pandemic, they're not doing it anymore. That's a good thing. Let me show you this video. Cat A video, 10 minutes into overtime. Shock. I never, I mean, I'm shocked that I'm in overtime right now. Shocked. <laughs> We're not. And nobody in the other, nobody else in the room is shocked, but I'm shocked that I'm in overtime right now. But I had to show you this cat A video, a distressing moment for Dr. John Campbell. Who's Dr. John Campbell? I have showed uh, 10, 12 videos probably on this over the last 44 months, 15 days flat curve. He was a guy who initially came out just pimping vaccines, pimping them, whoring the vaccines, big time COVID caver. But to his credit, he's somebody that can be educated. What do you mean by educated? Just simply look at the data. It's not hard. Look at data. It's 0.1% death rate, 99.9% survival. Do you need a vaccine? Do you need to lock down? Do you need to shut down economies? Well, if, you, if you've got, if you have the atmosphere that's made up of 0.03% CO2, do you really need to mitigate in any way, shape, or form globally <laughs> or locally? 
or in your own house for CO2? Uh, no. Just look at the data. Be educated. If you're so agenda-driven that you don't let truth and facts change your agenda, then you're a liar. You're, you're nothing more than a Goebbels. You're a propagandist. You're an agenda-driven liar, which is most of science, by the way. That's not really science. Science is it's just a lot, it's like elections. Notice how all the leftists, you can't challenge their science. You can't challenge their election wins because they're afraid of truth. All they want for elections is forensic audits. Do a forensic audit. Have a bunch, have five Republicans and five Democrats in this room and, and, and watching every single ballot be tapped. I'm fine with it. Forensic audit. Good. Well, what's wrong with that? Nothing. But I'm against democracy. I'm a threat to democracy. I'm an insurrectionist if I say that. Of course, they can say that whenever they want. Whenever they lose, they say it, and there's no consequences for them whatsoever, legally or socially. But here's a distressing moment for Dr. John Campbell as he realizes all the videos he made on vaccine trials were irrelevant. Play for me. Everybody in the UK and around the world got these process two lots. Now, nobody was informed about this. I mean, I'm sure you didn't hear anything about this. And even though it's in the Pfizer protocol, nobody was told that they're actually getting a product that is different than the one that the uh, clinical trial was run on. And so what that means, essentially, is that nobody could have given informed consent because they were kept in the dark about this, right? You could have followed every ins, all of the ins and outs of the clinical trial reports. You could have read the New England Journal of Medicine study. You could have known about the relative risk versus the absolute risk, everything. And you still would have been in the dark. You still would not have been able to give your full inf informed consent. And that's, that's a real egregious, um, a violation of, of, of people's basic you know, rights and dignity under established uh, treaties and the Nuremberg Code. You know, that's what I did, Josh. I, I looked at the Pfizer reports at the time. I looked at the initial trial data, and um, I found it convincing. It, it was I, 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 had, I, I, had, I had two Pfizer vaccines and a Moderna vaccine based on that, and now... Where it, where it, now it appears that the clinical trials I was reading was a different product to what I was injected with. That makes me feel, and this is not speculating, I feel, I feel pretty bad about that. Um, f furious, certainly, but... Back to me. So I just wanted to... Re what is he talking about here? Well, he, this doctor, Dr. John Campbell, read all this vaccine developmental data, which, by the way, was heavily suppressed by Pfizer where they had 1,223 people die in their vaccine trials, 28 out of 32 women who were pregnant miscarried in their vaccine trials, more people caught COVID who were vaccinated than unvaccinated in their vaccine trials, more people died in their vaccine trials of COVID-19 who were vaccinated than unvaccinated in their vaccine trials. So he wasn't maybe even seeing all that, but he read their propagandist reports about a drug he never took. That's the, the drug that he was reading about was Comirnaty, which has been yet to be injected in anybody. The entire United States military has been injected with the Pfizer vaccine, not BioNTech's Comirnaty, which puts the federal government in violation of every single injected soldier's military contract. Yep. These people need to be in Nuremberg trials. 
some of it for treason, some of it for homicide, some of it for manslaughter, some of it for fraud, whatever it is, some of it civil, some of it criminal. So you have Dr. John Campbell who read all this vaccine developmental data on comernity, thinking, you know what? This looks like it's a good drug, which was all lies, by the way. I'm just, but I can't delve into that right now. Otherwise, it's all right, 15 minutes of overtime. We'll be at 75 minutes of overtime in two seconds. <laughs> but anyway, so he, he's reading, oh, man, this looks like a good drug, a drug that he was never given. So he couldn't give informed consent, which is a Nuremberg violation. Not one person on the planet could have given informed consent because they weren't given the drug that they were told about. They weren't given the drug that was advanced to them, that was advocated to them. Yep. They were, they were told it was Comanity, which is FDA approved, but the drug they took was not FDA approved. This is all absolute, I haven't done this in a while, facts. <laughs> so you said right there, I'm pretty upset about it. You should be upset about it. Let me show you this story. Chris Brunette tweet, new. Trudeau regime puts Canadian detective on trial for investigating leak between infant deaths and mRNA vaccinations. In Canada, a grocery store clerk can inquire about a person's vaccination status, but a detective can't. Just have to show you the COVID insanity. And the reason why I show you this stuff, because this is, by the way, look at the day on the bottom. That's from, you know, 20 days ago. 20 days ago this is going on. So you have a detective inside of Canada, you know, just wanting a forensic uh, examination. What, is something wrong with that? Forensic examination? Oh, uh, you can't because, you know, Trudeau is tied into all the globalist vaccine COVID cabal and probably financially benefiting off of it. Plus, you can't let, you know, anybody into his connections with China and everything else, which I can't digress into him right now. But, you know, right there, you, you have a grocery store clerk. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your ArriveCan app inside of Canada. I know some of it's been pulled back. But basically, yeah, grocery store clerk said, you know what? You can't come in here and buy a gallon of milk unless you show me your vaccine card. Yeah, you got that. But a detective can't look into a child's vaccine status. This is how these people are. And the reason why I say this to you, one of the reasons why I say this to you, is because I see it now. I see a lot of people starting to list back. List back into normal life. List back into just relaxing. List back into trusting the experts. List back into not watching your six. I'm not saying to live in this stuff all the time. I live in it too much. I do because I'm always in it. You need to watch it. I know the ins and outs of basically everything going on. Not not to the nth degree of, of I don't even like to use the word experts anymore because it's been completely <laughs> invalidated. But not to an expert level on anything, but I'm very, very well informed. It's very difficult to, for me not to know something people send me information or whatever and i appreciate it but a lot of times i already know it because i spend way too much time on this stuff and i don't want you to be immersed in it. if you're going to immerse yourself in anything immerse yourself into jesus immerse yourself into the word which is jesus immerse yourself into church saving souls but be knowledgeable and don't go back you know i've seen people go back into their covid caving churches and that covid caving church has never ever repented of their covid caving so they're going to do it again under the next pandemic under the next uh emergency the next global emergency then the, you know the next big threat you know the next one will be you know we put a put a meter out today there's a whole lot of co2 in the air lock down your churches and everybody who covid caved who is not repentant is going to lock down for co2 yep 
or whatever, you know, at Bill, at Bill Gates' catastrophic contagion convention, which is a fact, by the way. You're going to lock down for that one? Whatever it may be. To see people just start to list back. You don't want to be in a, you know, believe me, we're not short of numbers here at this church. We had close to 1,000 people here on Sunday. I'm just telling you. You know, lots of people come here, and I appreciate all of you, and I appreciate almost 700 people on right now, 679 people on on Halloween night. It's pretty darn good for Halloween night. Yeah. You know, pretty darn good. I honestly did not expect it. So love each and every one of you. Keep, don't immerse yourself where you're depressed or bothered by it, but be aware of it and don't go back. Don't forget who these people are because they have not changed. As they ask for mercy and grace right now, because we didn't know, we did the best we could with the knowledge that we had. You didn't receive the knowledge that was available. You cast off the knowledge so you could usher in a political control agenda because you're a leftist fascist. The merging fascism, the merging of corporations and government, that's fascism. I have to show you this. Bobby D video, hey Fauci, you're going down. Rand Paul, play it for me. From the very beginning, Anthony Fauci knew he was involved with funding this lab and he did everything possible. It's throughout our government. Eight different agencies in our government are covering up their support for this lab in Wuhan. It's ongoing as we speak. Even though we've had a unanimous Congress declassify the information, I have classified unclassified information that's being withheld from me to this day. But we have evidence, yes, that they were dishonest, that Anthony Fauci lied in hearings to me, which is a felony, punishable up to five years. We now have emails that show him saying that he knew it was gain of function, that the virus looked manipulated, and that he was worried that this came from the Wuhan lab. February 1st of 2020, then he spent the last three years saying nothing to see here. We also know that there was a safety committee that should have reviewed this, and we know that Anthony Fauci went around the safety committee. The safety committee set up in place to make sure this wouldn't happen, never saw the Wuhan funding because Anthony Fauci allowed the funding to go around the safety committee. This is a bombshell revelation, and this will eventually bring down Anthony Fauci. And that's how he backdoored Donald Trump. He went around the safety committee. He was not allowed. He was actually federally banned by law from funding gain-of-function research anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, but he backdoored the safety committee, went around the Trump administration, and funded through Ralph, well, Ralph Barrick, that's a separate story out of UNC, through Peter Daszak and the Eagle Health Alliance, funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology, millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology for gain-of-function research that he funded by backdooring, going around the safety committee, backdooring the Trump administration, while also the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation were giving tens of millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which controls the Wuhan Institute of Virology, tens of millions of dollars to each for gain-of-function research. And Bill Gates, of course, profited billions from the vaccines in and of themselves, let alone, I don't know what else he profited off of, the uh, COVID pandemic. That's what it was, a pandemic. Um, but you have eight agencies, eight governmental agencies that are covering up support right now for the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Even unclassified information is not being given to Rand Paul. Why is that? Why is that? Because it was all on purpose for the agenda. Leverage you into a one world commerce system. That's what it was all about. Whether people know that's what it was about or not, that's what it was all about. Look at this from the Daily Mail. Revealed Anthony Fauci run lab in Montana. Experimented with coronavirus strains shipped in from Wuhan a year before the COVID pandemic began. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
And then he has the nerve to go up to all these different podiums. Remember all these different podiums. Uh, yeah, you know that. Yeah, this is this is this is a naturally occurring virus. It it it, uh, it emerged from a pangolin down in the wet market a thousand miles south of Wuhan. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, it's all eyes. He he knew what it was from day one and could have solved the problem. If you knew that it was lab manipulated, then you could have you could have created. Well, we, we, he didn't have to create treatments. Ivermectin basically cures it 80% of the time. Hydroxychloroquine cures it 70% of the time. Zinc, be outdoors. Don't be masked and breathe in endless uh, latent coronaviruses that your body's already defeated and is exhaling that you basically suck back in along with all the fungus and bacteria. He knew it from day one because he is a globalist tool boy. Globalist tool boy doing his part to usher in the agenda that I describe constantly on this show. All right, that's it. 23 minutes of overtime. I'm telling you right now. People who gave tonight, appreciate your Rumble donations. Nude Monk. I don't even want to know what that means, but I love you. Thank you for the $20. Will, love you. That's my other, that's my uh, associate producer. Works for Aaron. Will Gill, love your brother. $10, Will Gilbert, too. 10 bucks. Thank you guys for your donations on Rumble. Appreciate all of you. I'm telling you right now, best post game ever. Coming up, best post game ever. Bunch of videos. I don't know how long it lasts. I don't know, somewhere five, five, ten minutes. I don't know. Maybe not even that long. I have no idea. Some of the best videos I've ever found. You've got to stick around for the post game. Love you all back here Thursday night. Tonight was, let's see, 90 minutes plus 24. So 114 minutes of fury tonight. Who knows how long Thursday will be, but a guaranteed 90 minutes of fury. Thursday night at 8.30. Don't miss it. Love you all. Appreciate all of you. Still 655 people on. Let's see how many people we can, that will stay on during the post game. My talking's over. But back here Thursday night. Love you all. God bless you. See you then. If you really want happiness, you want peace, you want joy, if you want victory, you want a great marriage, whatever it is that you want, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. And that comes through salvation. That comes through receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't, everything else is a waste of time. Okay, well, we win the presidency. Okay, well, you'll be empty. You will be. It doesn't work. Nothing, nothing works but God. You can fight it all you want. You can waste your whole life. This isn't even the message yet. This is all for free. You can waste your whole life chasing something else. You can. You're not designed for anything but, but to be the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. You waste your whole life looking for other things. Nothing works. No guy will work. No girl will work. No thing will work. No job will work. No vacation will work. No destination will work. Nothing. You're not designed for it. Again, it's like, it's like running a tractor in a Formula One race. It doesn't work. You can try it. You can be out on the track and participate, but it doesn't work. So I urge you, I urge you, dive into God.